Hello, this is Zandi Hicks. This podcast is called Bold, Brave, and Daring because, well, that's already inside of you. You can choose to be bold, brave, and daring every day of your life. And this podcast teaches you how to walk through life with God, Him showing you how to become bold, brave, and daring. This podcast is like letters from God Himself. So stay tuned because I know that He wants to speak right to you. Today is letter 12, and this one is really insightful. I think it's probably the hardest one I've read so far. And in this letter, the patient is pulling away from God slowly, which is what the demons want. He's still going to church, but he's starting to pull away, and he starts praying less because he has a sense of guilt starting to form when he thinks of God. It's a feeling that he's not doing enough. Just reading this letter gives me this cold feeling of nothingness. And this pulling away from God, they call it a dim uneasiness. And creating this dim uneasiness increases the patient's reluctance to think about God. Reading out of the letter some, it says, All humans at nearly all times have some reluctance, but when thinking of him, God involves facing and intensifying a whole vague cloud of half-conscious guilt. This reluctance is increased tenfold. They hate every idea that suggests God, just as men in financial embarrassment hate the very sight of a passbook. In this state, your patient will not omit, but he will increasingly dislike his religious duties. He will think about them as little as he feels he decently can beforehand and forget them as soon as possible when they are over. A few weeks ago, you had to tempt him to unreality and inattention to his prayers. But now you will find him opening his arms to you and almost begging you to distract his purpose and benumb his heart. He will want his prayers to be unreal, for he will dread nothing so much as effective content with the enemy. Wow. This happens to all of us as Christians, I think, especially when you're an early Christian, an early believer. It's incredible in the beginning, you know, all you want is God. And then shortly after, spending time with him seems like a nuisance, which creates guilt because we should want to be with our father. And we have to fight this feeling. It definitely still happens even now being a Christian for my whole life. It feels like I I still have to watch out for that feeling of wanting to pull away from God because it's so subtle. It's so like a... I don't have time today to do this. I didn't fit it in. And then by like day three, you're like, I really don't want to spend time with God. And it feels, it truly does feel like a nuisance. But the way that they describe it, this dim uneasiness, that that is so true. It goes on to say, you will find that anything or nothing is sufficient to attract his wandering attention. You no longer need a good book, which he really likes, to keep him from his prayers or his work or his sleep. A column of advertisements in yesterday's paper will do. You can make him waste his time not only in conversation he enjoys with people whom he likes, but in conversation with those he cares nothing about on subjects that bore him. You can make him do nothing at all for long periods. You can keep him up late at night, not rostering, but staring at a dead fire in a cold room. All the healthy and outgoing activities which which we want him to avoid can be inhibited and nothing given in return. 
so that at least he may say, as one of my own patients said on his arrival down here, I now see that I spent most of my life in doing neither what I ought nor what I like. The Christians describe the enemy as one without whom nothing is strong, and nothing is very strong. And they, they capitalize nothing. It's something to strive for for them. Strong enough to steal away a man's best years, not in sweet sins, but in a dreary flickering of the mind, over it knows not what and not why, in the gratification of curiosity so feeble that the man is only half aware of them. So all of that was saying, get him to think about nothing. Get him to just sit there and do nothing. Get him to stop doing all outgoing activities and healthy activities that bring him closer to God. And it's so subtle that it's just, he starts to avoid it. And then that line that said, a man arrives in hell and it says, I now see that I spent most of my life in doing neither what I ought nor what I liked. What? This totally happens. I mean, we do things that we don't want to do. We go to jobs that we don't want to go to just for a paycheck. And then 10 years into the job, we're thinking, I hate this. I hate how my life looks. I never thought I'd be in this place. And it's just been so subtle that we've wasted 10 years of our life. And it's just such an eye-opener to read this portion because I just, I think we all can fall into this trap and we really just want to wake up from it, but we really don't know how. Last couple things I want to read is at the end of page 60. It says, do remember the only thing that matters is the extent to which you separate the man from the enemy. And the only thing that matters is how much you separate man from God. The last line says, Indeed, the safest road to hell is the gradual one, the gentle slope, soft underfoot, without sudden turnings, without milestones, without signposts. Now that I've read that chapter, it's very depressing. And it's saying the best way to get someone to hell is to have them do nothing, be nothing, become nothing, is to drift through life. And then you get to the end of your life and you realized, I did nothing. What a feeling of hopelessness this creates. God did not create us for nothing. I hear me today. He didn't pick to put you in this time on earth randomly. You're meant to be in this era, this age, and day and time for a reason. Everyone has purpose. Everyone has a reason to be here. You need to ask God what that is. Take out a sheet of paper and just sit and wait on God to tell you. Ideas will come. And maybe you're that person that God has been telling you what you're supposed to do, but you're distracting yourself like Jonah. You don't want to face what you're supposed to face because you're scared. I've been there. And after months of avoiding him or years of avoiding him, it leaves you feeling empty, guilty, and without purpose. You feel way worse about yourself. You feel that nothingness that I described. You gotta know God to know yourself. And we're made in God's image. He gave us specific gifts to affect the world. So what are your gifts? You have them inside of you. I know my purpose right now is to A, be a good wife, B, to do this podcast, and C, to write my book on marriage. What comes next? God only knows. But what's one step he's asking you or been asking you to take today? What's one thing that you're like, okay, I know God has been asking me to do this. Maybe it's just as 
meet with somebody or spend time with somebody or send someone a text or call someone. Maybe it's to spend time with him. Just literally sit down and wait for God to respond. You got to move. You got to just take one step. You don't want to wake up one day and realize that you drifted into the nothing. There is more to life than that. There is. A feeling of hopelessness is not from God. The front of my notebook says, There are far better things ahead than the ones that we leave behind, which is a quote by C.S. Lewis. (laughs) There's so much more ahead in your future. And if you feel like you've been drifting in the nothingness, wake up. That's not your reality. Reality is that God created you for greatness. God created you to glorify him, to serve his people, to love him, to love his people, and to love yourself. So what's one step you can do today to move towards that? Maybe it's just waking up to this fact of that you've been drifting. I hope that this inspires you today and doesn't bring you to a place of hopelessness because that's not the point. And when the Holy Spirit asked me to do a series on this, I know it was for a purpose. Maybe it was for you. I don't know. (laughs) But living a life where you feel that your future is far greater than the one, the stuff that you've had in your past, that is the truth. And you can totally live in that today. Let me know. Message me. I would love to hear what God has been speaking to you and if he's sharing a purpose with you. And maybe it's just one step at a time. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. It just has to be something moving towards him. I am looking forward to reading chapter 13 tomorrow or letter 13. And I hope you have a great day today. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. Bold, Brave, and Daring is all about making you bold, brave, and daring. Like I say, because it's already inside of you and God wants to show that to you. So if you have any questions, please DM me, message me. I would love to hear your questions or about what God has done in your life. So let me know, comments, and I love you. And I hope that you have a wonderful week.